0: So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines.
1: Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. So the focus of today's podcast is all about vending and franchising, and I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Matt Miller. Let me tell you about him. He's been in the Air Force, he's been a pilot, and he worked in the medical device and advertising industries for years before becoming an entrepreneur. And then it all started with a gumball machine, so we'll dig into that story on this podcast. He now owns School Spirit Vending, which is a franchising program and fundraising and secondary income for people, and we will also dig into that. Welcome, Matt, and thanks for sharing part of your day with us. What else would you like to add to that introduction?
2: Hey Nancy, thanks for having me on first off. And um you know, aside from that, husband, father of 3. Um no, it, that was great. Thank you. And a Texan, huh? Yeah, yeah, not 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 from here originally from the Chicago area to begin with, but I got here as quick as I could. Well, I'm from so. Chicago as well. What part of Chicago? Uh, actually DeKalb, Illinois was where I was born. It's about 60 miles west of the city and then Grew up through high school in a town called Sycamore, Illinois, which is just up the road from DeKalb a few miles.
1: Well, I know DeKalb because I went to school at Iowa State University, so I had to drive past your school quite a bit to get to my school in the middle of Iowa. So that's cool. We've got some connections. So let's kick off with this gumball machine. How I read in your bio that somehow this gumball machine launched this whole business. What's the story behind that?
2: so i got out of the military back in 1998 i thought i could make more money in the private sector and went to the corporate space like you said i was in the hospital medical device industry and then transitioned to the advertising industry and i was excited about the freedom that all that brought about but i also learned pretty quickly that the rules are always changing in the corporate space and they never seem to be changing in the employee's favor And I got frustrated. We were in a really bad place financially because of some decisions that were made uh, by higher-ups in the company that I worked for and just because of some bad decisions we made along the way in our transition out of the Air Force. And so I needed to do something else because I could look at the comp plan and know that there was no way that I could work out of the hole that I was in. So I started doing anything I could on the side just to make a few extra bucks. Uh, We collected aluminum cans. We sold used books online through Amazon and Half.com and a bunch of other sites. We did a little bit of everything, but the thing was I had read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I bought into his whole idea of passive income. So everything that I was doing – was keeping the roof over our head and food on the table, but none of it was passive in nature and that's ultimately what I was looking to create and had a good buddy of mine from church one Sunday mentioned that he had gotten some gumball machines and he and his young daughters were were doing business together and sharing life together and making some money and I remembered that and I was like, well, the gumball is only a quarter, but it is passive in nature the machine does all the selling while I'm still pursuing my career so I bought a few books, I got educated on vending, and bought my first used candy and gumball machine probably, I guess, 13 years ago or so now on eBay from a guy across Houston. And I started my vending world, my vending business. After about a year and a half, I had about 120 locations around North Houston, where we lived at the time, and then 07 and 08 hit, and the market crashed. Uh, Less people were frequenting my locations, I was frustrated and trying to figure out a way to get a greater return for my time and had four young kids come knocking on my door selling me stuff for the local fundraiser at their school over the next couple of weeks and I was like man maybe there's a way I can tie what I'm doing in vending with schools and get some kids off the street as well and that's where the whole school spirit vending thing came out of the initial candy and gumballs and that type of thing that I had started a few years earlier.
1: That is really cool. So is it gumballs that you're selling to school, or did you change your product?
2: Actually, since I was in the print world, we morphed um, and pivoted to where we started selling spirit stickers, you know, mascots and logos and that type of thing within the schools, and we would customize our machine um, and some of the product in it specifically for that school and raise some school spirit and awareness become a fundraiser for the schools. It doesn't require any volunteers. And today, become a uh, a system for franchisees across the country to duplicate what we've learned ho- how to do over the last decade and um, begin to develop some passive income for themselves and their family as well.
1: Well, that's amazing. Congratulations. What a great way. And it was smart that you knew you needed to, to morph, as you said. Let me ask you, I know a lot of times schools are... Stubborn might be a good word for them, resistant. How did you you break in and say, you guys have got to try this? Like your very first school, how did you get them to say yes?
2: Well, thankfully, I had a good buddy, and this ties back to the value of networking and relationships. I can't overestimate that enough for your audience because it was a friend of mine who was an elementary PE teacher who went to his principal and shared the idea with her and she was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Why not? Let's give it a try. You know, if it had been me coming off the street, chances are it would have never happened. But because my buddy Jeremy was already there, he already had a relationship with me and, of course, had a relationship with the principal in his school, she was willing to do something as, as much as a favor to him as anything else. And that's all that we needed to prove concept and, and, and to be a jump-off point for for the business today.
1: That is really true about networking. I think a lot of people think of networking when they need it, and they're not planting the seeds ahead of time for when they may need it. (laughs) Kind of like Robert Kiyosaki said, right? You have to have things ready to go and not just when you need them. What are your thoughts about – you agree with that, huh?
2: I I totally agree with it. Now, I'll be honest with you. A couple of years ago, I was in a completely different place. I've always had a bunch of friends and all, but I'm also an introvert. So I prefer to, to hang out in my cave with my family doing my thing as much as possible and not come out a whole heck of a lot. So it was really easy for me to be lazy and to not do that. And I came across a guy at a Dave Ramsey Entree Leadership event three years ago this month by the name of Aaron Walker. I don't know if you're familiar with Aaron, but... Anyway, he was one of Dave's first advertising clients on the radio. The guy's got 35 years of business experience, multimillionaire. And I met him at Dave's event, and I was like, man, I've got to find a way to get around him. So about six months later, I hired him as a coach, and much of the change that we've had occur in the last number of years has been because of the relationship with him and the relationship I've developed with other people within his sphere, and that he's encouraged me to develop myself um, to get out of my cave to get out of my comfort zone and just to get out there in general and man talk about being blessed Um, the relationships that we've had um, the the people that we've been able to help along the way but then of course uh, the folks that have been able to help us as well has been huge and if I was just sitting here in my office none of that would have happened
1: That's a great story and pretty good insight. So at what point did you say, we need to franchise this?
2: About two years ago, Aaron called me one day and he said, okay, Matt, I've been doing some research. Do you have any idea how many schools there are out there that you guys aren't in right now? Seems to me you need to get busy figuring out a way to to spread your message to them. Well, I started looking into the costs of marketing and that type of thing cuz most of what we had done at that point was word of mouth and realized real quickly that it was going to be cost prohibitive doing the licensing model and distributor model that we had previously. So I called up my attorney to find out what my options were as, as far as that was concerned and he got back to me a couple weeks later and he said, "You know, Matt, I've been doing some research and talking to some other attorneys in our firm and to be honest, in order for you to effectively expand into the parts of the country where you're not, you really need to be a franchise. Um, well, that hit me like a ton of bricks. We had no money put away for anything like that whatsoever. And now all of a sudden, he's essentially telling me, if you want to keep doing business, you're going to have to you know, invest tens of thousands of dollars that you don't have in order to take that next step. But we took it one step at a time and got some – some help funding-wise in the short term and that type of thing. And about 20 months ago or so, we started franchising. Since that point, our company, um, our team has over-doubled, and we're on track right now because of the the interest that we've had in our business to where we're actually going to grow another 50% more than that in just the next couple of months alone. We've just really struck a chord with people who are looking to have a secondary income stream on a limited time commitment and um, who want to build a business that their family can be involved in. And so for whatever reason, our message has resonated and we've had people reach out to us literally from all over the planet wanting to be a part of what we're doing. We're currently franchising in the states. We expect to be doing so in Canada here within Q1 of next year. And um, I never could have envisioned this in my wildest dreams. But you know, we've truly been blessed in that regard.
1: That's really cool. So has and have any of the magazines reached out to you? I know a lot of times. I think it's Entrepreneur. Maybe it's Inc. One of those companies always does the ten, the one hundred fastest growing franchise. Right. Have they you know i you
2: yet? i i they have not you know they probably have no idea who we are, but that doesn't mean maybe we shouldn't reach out a and, and um of a if we of a a part of something like that for sure.
1: Yeah, that would be super cool. And I wish I knew the magazine off the top of my head, but I'm just drawing a blank. But they always have the 100 fastest growing franchises. And it kind of says, what's the initial investment? You know, it talks about the comp plan. It talks about the system. So that would be really cool. When that happens, definitely drop me a line. I'd love to provide an update to our listeners on that.
2: I will, and you'll get credit for the idea.
1: (laughs) Okay, perfect. I'm I'm all about productivity for sure. So if you had a do-over, a mulligan, what would you change?
2: I would have believed in myself more and I would have stepped out sooner. Um, you know, especially being in the military. And we all have these misgivings and, and fears and, and doubts. But I would have been willing to take maybe a little bit more risk and and to put things out there a little bit more quickly for sure. Um, you know, we've been doing this for a decade now. And, and don't get me wrong, the business has been great. But you know, we could have started what we're doing now five years ago and and be that much further along and helping that many more schools and that many more families along the way. You know, I think we all have a fear of the unknown and we all like our comfort zone. And I have definitely been, you know, um, a victim of that in my own life as we all are over at times. And instead of, having faith and stepping out that, you know, you got a good thing and you just got to just do a little bit more of it. It was really easy just to kind of stay where we were for a while and be comfortable instead of getting uncomfortable again.
1: Right. That's where the growth happens, outside of the box, not in
2: the box. No doubt. No doubt. When you know, I went in- to school at, at the Air Force Academy, you know, the, we had the beautiful mountains right outside the window, and there's nothing growing at the top of the mountain it's all growing in the valley and you know when we're all on on top of the mountain we're not learning a whole lot either it's down in the valley when we really are and for all of us to have more of those experiences where we're we're in the valley um i think is is beneficial to to all of us even though we don't like them sometimes when we're going through them
1: that totally makes sense being here in Denver. I know what you're saying. I've climbed to the top of 14ers before, and the hardest part is going through the bottom. Once <laughs> you yep. get to the top, it's, it's easy. You can see everything. Hey, so tell us about your own podcast. Do you go solo? Do you have guests? What's your format?
2: I actually, believe it or not, have three of them. Uh, I've got two that I do privately for our franchise team, and it's a way for us to develop that community. And to get the word out in today's day and age, they can be passively listening and learning instead of having to sit and read a blog post or whatever, which most of us don't have time to do today. And then I also have one called School Zone Podcast, which is a public show. We bring school fundraising and uh, resource companies on and give them an opportunity to dive deeper into their story, what they do, how they do it, and the benefits to the schools Most schools hear about those type of companies on the trade show floor, and for anybody who's been on a trade show floor, you know that those conversations are very short, oftentimes less than five minutes in length, and you just can't really get to the heart of a company, their culture, what they believe in, what they do, in that short of a period of time. So the goal is um, for that show to be that resource for educators, administrators, and school volunteers to To be able to learn more, um, and to really believe in some of the companies that that they look to potentially bring it bring into their school.
1: Oh, that's cool, that's awesome. What's a private podcast?
2: It's it's literally a show that is only available to our team, our franchise team.
1: But where do so you talk host of, it? On your website. Again, where do you host it? Uh, we we
2: host it on Libsyn and 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 handle it just like anywhere else. It's just the links and all that stuff. Just go to our, our internal team instead of outside. Oh, And, um, it, uh, yeah, talk about niche, right? I'm doing it right now for 80 different families (laughs) is the audience, but we interview, you know, our franchisees share best practices. I bring outside experts in to talk about topics that are, that are valid and, and are important to our team. And, um, it's it's worked out really really well in the last year and a half I'm glad we took that step because it's been huge in our growth and in growing the community that we have
1: awesome so my signature question if you had one more hour in your day how would you spend it
2: I would say probably right now it would be um, exercising uh, the reason why I say that and you're probably not even aware of this but um, I was in Wisconsin here visiting family a couple of weeks ago and uh, had some trouble sleeping a couple of nights. Came home, went to the doctor, and found out while I was up at a family reunion with my family, uh, I had a heart attack.
1: Oh no! Didn't
2: didn't have any idea that that had happened. Um, uh, but the doctor ran an EKG, and next thing next thing I knew, I was finding myself on a flight from where we live in Central Texas to Fort Worth to uh, to get a couple stints and that type of thing. So needless to say, I need to do a better job of taking care of myself and um, get some more exercise so that uh, there are many, many more years and decades that I can continue to do what I love to do and spend the time with the people that I love spending the time with.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. We hope you are better. And being in Texas, there's lots of great weather, so you can always just walk as a form of exercise. Because people need your products. We need you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, thankfully there was there was no damage to the heart, and it was caught, and you know uh, I'm young and it's just gonna be a matter of changing some things and being on some medication for for probably the rest of my life. But we're gonna take advantage of this valley experience to learn what we need to learn <laughs> and continue on.
1: Way to tie it back to an earlier comment. So as we are talking about people need you, how can they get in touch with you and your product if they want a second source of income or just talk to their school about it?
2: Uh, Let's see. As far as the school is concerned, schoolspiritvending.com is our website, and that's kind of our school-facing portal where they they can go and learn more about what we do in the schools. Um, I wrote a short book our ebook called Live Your Dreams, The Top 10 Reasons Why You Need to Own a Vending Business. And it's a resource for especially professionals who maybe have never thought about vending as a secondary income stream, but with over a decade of experience in the industry, I kind of outline some of the benefits to vending that most people have probably never even heard of before. So they can go to ssvbusiness.com forward slash Nancy Gaines and download that. We've got a landing page specifically for your audience, and they can download that if they want to learn just about general vending, or if they want to start a dialogue about what we do as a franchise, would love to help them out that way as well.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Very generous. And people go out and get that because vending is really a great way for passive income. And like you mentioned in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, he talks about things like that as well. So Matt... Most Definitely. Is- yeah, this has been really a great conversation. Is there anything else you want to cover that I didn't ask you?
2: You know, Nancy, I would just tell people that, uh, you know, really find what your gifting is in your life and figure out how you can spend the majority of your time with that gifting. There's a lot of minutiae in running a business or running a company that is not in your wheelhouse or my wheelhouse or in anybody's and we end up spending so much of our life working in those areas versus letting go of those things and um and finding others who are gifted in those areas to do that work so i would just challenge people i was a solopreneur for years i took pride in that and i finally realized that i could only go so far doing it all myself And one of the reasons why we have the growth we have today is because I've learned where I need to be spending most of my time and letting others do the other things in support of what I'm doing.
1: Awesome. Way to wrap it up, Matt. And thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Listeners, my new report on the top five systems that create massive productivity in your business is available on my website. Just go to nancygaines.com to download it. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes so other people can find us. And until next time, go out, and gain the advantage
0: you've been listening to the nancy Games show where you can gain the advantage to schedule a vip strategy day or speed consulting session with nancy connect with her on her website nancygames.com that's nancy g-a-i-n-e-s.com on twitter nancy l games and on linkedin nancy gains be sure to check back on nancy's website for new episodes Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.